Get Into Gates, episode six. We are talking cold Lazarus today. My name is Mitch, and uh, we got the full team here. We got Maddie, yeah. you, Brendan, yes, Reese, present, and Lincoln making a late surge after missing the first four episodes. <laughs> you are right, back. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting to gate. We are talking nothing but Stargate. We are reliving each and every episode, one episode per week. We are up to uh, season one, episode. Six for the uh, sake of the podcast called Lazarus. Uh, this is a full spoilers discussion and everything uh, Stargate. So uh, by all means, join us, relive Stargate, or maybe even watch it for the first time. That's why we're here because Reese is watching it for the first time as we go back and relive it. Learn to love it with us or relove it with us and uh, watch the episode before we go on. And uh, you can listen to us after you've done that. If you have, continue on now and resume play go uh cold lazarus so um I, I just want to do this again one more time off the back of the dvd i just want to see what the question is oh, so 90s a strange crystal strikes down o'neill replacing him with a double that returns with the team to earth to find the cause of o'neill's private grief Spoiler. his son's death <laughs> but the double is dangerously unstable can o'neill return home to save everyone and prevent chaos Find out next week on Stargate SG-1. <laughs> so good. So what we got uh, written by Jeff King and directed by Kenneth J. Garotti. I think they're, uh, I think they're newbies uh, oh, so far Garotti. in the Stargate world. So, okay. Is this like a bit of Brendan hate on Robert C. Cooper? Is that how you feel about Garotti? Didn't think so. <laughs> Didn't think so. I just heard it. <laughs> what, did I say Alrighty. something? <laughs> a lot of brother hate and peace, eh? <laughs> Shit. Well, I guess the first thing we see in this episode is they're already off-world and they're on this crystal desert planet. It's the most yeah. unearth planet. P3X562. Just Legend. No, well played, no, sir. See, I find it more impressive when Reese does that. Yeah. Well, I asked him if he wrote it down, and he said no. <laughs> well played, well played. This is the first um, world that we've, or that we've seen that they've been to, is that's completely different terrain from Earth. Yeah, that, they've actually mm. they've telecined the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've made an effort. What, um, if you turn around, you can actually just see the encampment for um, for Chulak, or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Abydos, Abydos, or, 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 yeah. Yeah, so um, they get there, and it pretty much just starts off on the in in the world, and then um, mm. just crystals everywhere. Yeah, they just... didn't travel too far from the. No, it was right um, there. Yeah. Yeah, they said mm. something about how that all Daniel suspects they've all been gathered there near the gate within ten yeah. kilometer radius or something. Yeah, I think whatever. he said all those blue loo crystals. Yeah. It's funny. I think the last couple of episodes were talking about how they dub in certain sentences just to add it. There's another one in this one. It was a beauty, like. Like at the start where you just said that there's a landscape shot, there's a Stargate in the background and then they're looking at the crystals and Tilk and O'Neill start going down and then mm. Carter goes, I think there's a way down over here. And like, <laughs> that was right. the drop-in line. It's like, well, there was no need for that at all. <laughs> like, why? It's like they had all like the first 10 episodes in the can and then they just yeah. watched them back and they've gone... We need more Carter. It's not enough Carter. Let's <laughs> yeah. just get her in the in the uh, DVR booth and just, just yeah. see if she can just you know just throw in a few extra lines here and there. Just watch it and then just yeah add something to it. She approaches Robert C. Cooper. She's <laughs> yeah, like, um, he's like, yeah, we'll get her in more. Yeah. <laughs> but this is very much obviously if my uh, excellent reading of the uh, synopsis on the DVD wasn't clear enough. Like, this is I mean no argument about this is a O'Neill episode. It's very much O'Neill. Yeah. So much so there's two O'Neills in this episode. But from the get go, like it could have very easily. It, it, they should have written it a little bit differently, I feel, because the way that they got into the episode of the story, that is, because it should have been more of a Daniel or a Samantha Carter episode because 
O'Neill doesn't really strike me as the guy that would care enough about crystals to walk away from the group and then to walk down into like another area <laughs> of crystals and then care enough to even go over and touch one. Like I think when we see him in in the past episodes or even in future, if he gets there and there's nothing exciting to see, he's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Whereas there is crystals. And okay, for us, the audience, it's the first time we've ever seen a planet like this, but I don't know whether it's yeah. this episode or another one, uh, maybe next week that I've you know, maybe well, already he pre-watched, he but they talk like about the, some science stuff. Like you see him on his telescope in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, that's true. I appreciate. think it was, a, it was just purely a vessel to get, to get this whole, you know, his, his ex-wife and dead son plot. I think Mitch is talking about he's just talking about the, the, scene. the character's motivation in the rather scene. than the reason. You know, that, for the that's episode what I mean. And created. I feel like, yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like they've they've sacrificed his normal motivation mm-hmm. because it's like yeah. the whole point of the episode <laughs> is is Jack coming to terms with his 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 wife and his dead son. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, they couldn't do that if Carter was the one who was. No, no, of course. Or, I just yeah. mean like it would make. So I feel like yeah, me. they have sacrificed his his internal logic. Yeah. just to get. The doppelganger yeah. O'Neill. But for me, like I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a writer, and even if I was, it wouldn't be a good one. But like, mm. even if it was just as cliche as like they, they're sampling it or something, and they t- and he accidentally touches it or something, or he even sees a bit mm. of movement, like we see on the crystals later on in the mm. episode, and he touches it out of curiosity because something has drawn him to it, rather yeah. than him actually walk away from the group. But I mean, it's a, it, yeah, it's I, a tiny no, little I, nitpick. I feel like really. they did need to take another pass on their script before yeah. they me, actually you know, put it into production. For me, watching, it, I was, I was sort of like. He's he's letting bloody uh, Daniel do his science thing, and he just got bored, and he's like, "All right, Tilk, I'm going for a walk, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so maybe that was wandered off at that that type of way. That really yeah. was true, yeah. O'Neill actually yeah. going for the walk and yeah. stuff. That's, yeah, you're that's right. That's what yeah. I got out of it the first time. They're yeah. like, "Where's O'Neill?" I don't know. Yeah. Looking yeah. for an <laughs> oasis. I, I, I feel like this episode in general that they gave us the full Monty f- straight up by pointing out, like knowing straight away that it was a doppelganger O'Neill. I feel like maybe would have had a... More... Sorry, that we did. Yeah, yeah, like the audience knows straight away that this is a, a double O'Neill or something's happened because you see mm. standing up O'Neill and lying down O'Neill next to each other. I feel like if they'd hidden that, it would have been a little more interesting. And the... Nah, for me, man, I was, I was hooked straight away as yeah. soon as that oh, second really? one came. And I'm just like, what the hell just happened? Like, I, I thought my first instinct was, oh, okay, it's them, but in a parallel world. Mm. And then mm. he's taken over mm. and then... Yeah. And then, I just feel like the big act break was O'Neill coming through the gate, and it's like, holy shit, it's a second O'Neill. Mm. But it's like, well, as an yeah, audience, we've, them. we've known that mm. all the way along, so why would you like do an act break and a commercial break and fade to black on that? I thought was yeah, a really interesting. Well, in a way, I guess for us, if we didn't see him wake up, we don't see him w- run around looking for the team, we don't see him dial, mm. the devi- uh, dial the Stargate, it's just he's there, and we're like, oh, he's fine. Like, yeah. For all we knew, he was yeah. permanently unconscious until that thing went back or something, you know. So, I, yeah, I see yeah. both your points. I think, yeah, they... I, I really enjoy knowing things and seeing characters um, react to it. Yeah. I find that really fascinating. It gives yeah, me I think it is a, a very... It's a very different <laughs> writing style. I feel like in, in, latest, in later seasons of SG-1... You're basically like the fifth member of SG One, and you're discovering things as they discover them. There's never, yeah. there's not. It's very sort of uncommon during an SG One episode for you to know something. Law and order style. Yeah, for you to know something that SG One doesn't. Mm. So this is kind of that weird thing where we're in on it. We know that that is an O'Neill, but the rest of the team doesn't. Yeah. Mm. So. I, I'm like Reese because that's what. For me, that's what science fiction is. They set up a premise and you're like, oh, awesome. It could be anything. Yeah. How is this happening? What and then they it? kind of go on and do explain it. and Because yeah. um, we don't see it like grow or or like, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, that's you right. Know, part of, you know, it, yeah, it's, it was, cool. it was kind of cool. It just surprised you. are like, what the f- 
that's him. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. <laughs> You're leaving without the real one. Yeah. And even no. just the music they used before they go to the um, to the opening credits was him actually going through the Stargate and then it everyone else walks by, they're all getting scanned by the radioactive guys and they're like, okay, go off to medical and then we'll debrief in half an hour or whatever. And this, you know, uh, O'Neill double is looking around at the embarkation room and, uh, <laughs> and that look was priceless <laughs> and the music they used then and they continued to use was very much set up like a bit of a, a horror movie like at that stage it's a bit slasher and then later on when he actually Ooh. and probably just to do with the fact that her name is Sarah when he's standing across the road from <laughs> yeah. the house watching her and he's like hello Sarah yeah. hello Sarah yeah. and I'm like man he's the Terminator yeah. I'll just wait for that <laughs> yeah. walks past you see a laser pointing thing over one's forehead. Like, you know, Sarah O'Neill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, I mean, you feel bad for O'Neill. Sure, he's been doubled, but then, you know, they go back and for whatever reason, this is the mission where they go, okay, now you can have some time off. Coincidentally, when there's an mm. alien now taking over one of our own people. But, that's you know, O'Neill's like, sweet, yeah, no, no, you whatever. No, 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 I no, no. But it actually, it led me to this bit where O'Neill like gets up. He's like, all right, I'm leaving. Obviously, not O'Neill, but the alien to go off and search out the family for reasons we find out later. And then Teal'c's like, where are you going? He goes, I'm going out. And he's like, you have promised to show me your world. Can it be? And he's like, no, not today. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, you poor bastard. Next because time. then in the, next, in the next scene, we <laughs> hear Daniel and Sam talking about how They've known Jack or Sam saying, I've known him for months and I've never found out about his family. Now, if we're watching one episode per week, it's only been five weeks, six weeks since the start of the season. In story time wise, we're then finding out since uh, Children of the Gods, it's been months. Now, it could be two months, could be four, whatever. Either way, Teal, since he come back and joined the team, he's been stuck 26 floors mm. underground. <laughs> He hasn't Had, seen the outside hasn't world seen yet. Daylight unless you he's poor off Because then we go into their rooms <laughs> like, and it's, all he they does may as well be in just... a jail cell. Yeah. And he's looked like he hasn't even turned on a TV ever. Um, yeah. As soon as he turns <laughs> the TV on, he's like, what the shit the is this? The dude would just be sitting there training what and he been jacking doing? off to Jafar porn. Like, <laughs> that's all he can oh do. Oh my god, that Get the know. symbiote out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Open that patch for me, man. Oh wow. Wow, that's a visual I just cannot get out of my head now. Just pretend it's Vala, mate. You'll be all right. right. Uh, Shit. Yeah, it was. uh, You're right, Maddie. What you touched on before, I think it was. It was a story that they needed to do. And I'm surprised they did it this early, but it was, I guess, a nice spot to move past the uh, the O'Neill that we knew from the movies because. In the in the year between the movie ending and the and the storyline picking up for the show, clearly O'Neill had become a little bit less you know uptight. He took things a little less seriously, but still he's obviously got these hidden demons and whatnot. And to get to really let Richard Dean Anderson become the O'Neill that he was only ever going to be, because like you said, and he said in interviews, he was never going to be Kurt Russell O'Neill. Mm. We needed this story to happen now to wrap up his personal grief. Still, it's going to sit with him and haunt him a little bit, but it doesn't have to dwell on it because now he's got that closure. And that was really cool. And I actually, you know, I don't mean to get all personal about it myself, but I haven't watched this episode since I've been a father. So I'm watching this. He's got a dead kid. And my wife's name Sarah. I you were going to get a bit... I'm like, oh, man, I can't do this shit anymore. Like, <laughs> he's got a dead kid. He's saying goodbye. He's getting closure. His Tough wife's name Sarah. I'm like, no, not doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> don't you make me cry, Richard Dean Anderson. No, um, I'm the same. I, I did write that down, except I kind of prefaced that with saying, I don't mean to be such a patronizing cunt, which you didn't have the decency to say. But yeah, you do. Being a father, it does change the way that 
that you feel, and I was more emotional about it. Mm. Which um, is why me and Reese are emotionless as f. But it was no. I do have kids. I do have kids. Probably like twenty of them. I just don't know. You just never met them until you meet them. You're emotionless. You're cold. You're heartless. And in Breaking Bad, um, there's a scene where he witnesses someone dying, and Brian Cranston said he pictured his own daughter there, and that's when he started blubbering. Yeah, right. And that yeah, for some reason that struck a chord with me. So I reckon obviously it's yeah. It's a it is, it's an extremely emotional episode, and like you said, it's when you it's you're surprised that it's this early. Mm. But then yeah, you, know, you need to get past that all that bullshit yeah. emotional crap to get to get <laughs> so to the funny bits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I really must be dead inside because all I could think is like anytime they cut back to the base and it's just like um, Carter Jackson and Teal'c, I'm like, yeah, this yes, is good. This is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Three Stooges of SG One. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's a reprieve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of like, which, Lucky Tilt did stay behind because they needed that staff weapon, right? This is a segue into the next bit. Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that gooey sh- show of emotion. <laughs> um, I didn't get where they ran in and they're like, hey, Tilk, we need your weapon. Like, can Is he the only one that can get his weapon from... Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's in his, the You're not going to f***ing touch it. Oh, you'll give it to a stranger like last episode, but you're not going to touch the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah you're right. He's, like, he's the one that uses it. He's so trusted, though. In, in only a couple of months, as we're finding out, like mm. he's got it locked up in his personal locker that becomes a female <laughs> yeah. locker at certain stages of the day, <laughs> yeah. as we find out. Because his program hasn't got billions of dollars going into it that they yeah. can't have two locker rooms. Yeah. Well, seemingly there's only like flawed. two females. I mean, as General anyway. Hammond says, it costs nearly a billion dollars just to turn a light on. I mean, f- they wouldn't have a lot to build a f- <laughs> locker room and a yeah. gym and all that shit. If they, Seriously. If just like- to turn some lights on is a billion dollars. I mean, who's the f- electrical company? <laughs> they need a new contract. Seriously, like, how, many, how many female staff do they have? Like, other than the Doctor and Carter, like, how many others do we have? Like, how big does their change yeah, room need to like be? Yeah, there's like the occasional yeah. female technician. Just, mate, just yeah. change yeah. the disabled some toilet just usually to get a, killed somewhere or... <laughs> to a girl's <laughs> locker room. Right. They don't yeah, need that. They don't need a lot of, they don't yeah. need a lot of space well, at this on stage. on top of that, look, if you're really strapped for room, hey, can you just dial that planet where it's no one's on it? And I'm just going <laughs> to... Yeah. It's going to get That's dressed. the women's yeah. locker room planet. The waterfall planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go over there. Take a piss, take a shit. That would be... That would be some great sort of like... Go to the toilet planet, bitch. Yeah. Can you imagine? That is a one-shot stuff that in canon amazing. they could have kept. Is yeah. is the SG one block toilet? Yeah. What are we going to do? We're not going to wait to go up twenty-six floors <laughs> yeah. in the elevator. That takes too long. Yeah. And you're going to stop fourteen times on the way up. I'll just dial the <laughs> desert planet yeah. or something. Yeah. And go take a just show out there. Or just sick. We're in lockdown. All right. I'm going to take a boat. Well, just turn on the Stargate. Just put your ass through it and take it. Yeah, <laughs> you're pissing into the vent horizon. Yeah, just kind of like... Or like <laughs> it's to the gold. Oh, come at me, Apophis. Come at me. Piles of shit just come out. Just <laughs> worse than sending a bomb. You're just sending shit bag up. They're, shit bag. they're expecting gods to come. Back. <laughs> <laughs> they're all near. <laughs> <laughs> kneeling down at the base of the game. <laughs> What is this shit? It's shit. It's like the scene from The Lion King. They're up on Pride Rock holding up O'Neill's shit going. Because they think it's a god. See, here I'm thinking, though, what if they don't get that far? See, Reese? And these are the jokes that you can be in on now. 
This is when someone like goes, oh, I'm making a real sci-fi, I'm making a real superhero movie. I'm like, unless they're doing stuff like this, yeah. where you just would really test your limits. Yeah, like, I saw this I'm meme take and it a goes, shit the moon. if I could use the force, there is a 100% chance I would use that irresponsibly. Oh, oh, how fat would you that? be? I'd be oh. turning off lights, I'd be getting food out of the fridge from the lounge room, oh. just like, whatever. Yeah. Yep. It's if like you... the Patrick Stewart one from Extras, and then all yes. the clothes fall off. Yeah, yeah, instantly. <laughs> oh, instantly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I feel that if you had that ability and didn't do that, you'd be missing using the ability yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right yeah. yeah could not agree with you, you more, could do Sam. it for good <laughs> hell no yeah. oh wow I mean I don't even know what we're show getting... we're talking about let alone what episode now I mean it's so much fun well the essence of the uh, staff weapon I think that's what we're talking about yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 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 we veered off that's the really important things like Sarah O'Neill like I can't wait to her, for her to come back well, d- well I was going on your segue about coming back to the SGC, and then Carter and, and Daniel were like, all right, get your staff weapon. And they go into the gate room, and then Tilk's just going, poof, and then the alarms go off. <laughs> and he's like, you did get permission for me to find my staff weapon in the gate room. That, sure. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure <we did. laughs> and then just totally left a mess there. Yeah. yeah. That's why they... No, nah, but seriously, I could get in a lot of trouble for using <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, like, thing. I could get... <laughs> I'm like, a refugee. Like, yeah. I could get my green card. <laughs> These guys already want to cut me open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, a, that's why... That, that's like their most Three Stooges moment. I was waiting for one yeah. to just go... <laughs> <laughs> Good visuals there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you using your air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can hear air quotes. Yes. <laughs> See, you got that. You can speak the air quotes. But is that when <laughs> Carter starts talking about Stanford as well when they're going after the crystals? After they shoot the crystals, she says something about Stanford. She would love to analyze it and in the whatever and machines at Stanford. Stanford yeah. yeah. And then Tilt comes out with, "What is a Stanford?" classic so when he blasts that crystal essentially what we find out later is that he's basically killing the energy that's in that crystal because when when Mm. daniel sees his own face in the crystal right Mm. yeah he freaks out like do they want to keep that in the show when that happens do they even notice you know the way he said it yeah, it's kind of yeah. Well, that's what it was funny because it was a um, we were talking about that before. How he's uh, Mister uh, Tilk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's a throwback to Captain Doctor, and it's like, well, that's that's Carter, the latest yeah. year Captain or issue Doctor, which they mentioned in a previous. I think in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mean? So it was just mm. him. Do, do I call it Captain Doctor? I don't know. Just I Captain I'm, Doctor. I thought it might be one of those moments. Like, have you ever heard like uh, New Hope, first Star Wars movie? They come back from destroying the Death Star. Never seen it. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? Speak of. (laughs) They land back on a religious movie. They land back on. (laughs) What is a New Hope? (laughs) (laughs) They land back at the Rebel base, and Leia runs up to Luke, and as far as a lot of fans out there are concerned, Luke, instead of yelling at Leia, he yells at Carrie. Mm. Oh really? It's yeah. It's been like it's been like the whole Han did he shoot first thing, which now it's like well that used to be a thing. It's like he Han definitely shot first in the original cuts, but you still see Mark Hamill's mouth open up by saying Carrie, and whether or not they've dubbed it over or whatever the hell happened. I just don't know whether it was I one think of those moments where I see Carrie. people haven't noticed it. Like they hear that and go, oh, that makes sense. Like it's but surely, I mean, this is a this is a process of making a television show. It's like. Oh, Captain Doctor must be a thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, mm. it just seemed like something like he went to say a line and he said something else, but it kind of made sense to sort of leave it. You like know? a flub in that instrument. Yeah, that works. Yeah, for maybe Robert yeah. C. Cooper edited Keep this. Keep rolling. As well. 
<laughs> Poor Bobby. <laughs> it was a nice, uh, nice change up in a way from you know last episode. Okay, it was a human gone bad, but it was still a quite clear cut. It was just about a baddie. Our good guys versus that baddie. And then the week before, you know, we've had sort of clear good and evil. Whereas this, you got the feeling this guy was bad just through the music and the fact that he was clearly on a mission to do something. And then by the end, you just realize, oh, no, he was just a nice guy. Like, he. He's trying to, he's trying to fix O'Neill. Yeah. Basically. He hurt O'Neill. Yeah. He went to fix him. He's like, oh, you're not physically hurt. Oh, shit. What's wrong with you? Oh, okay. I'll go across the other side of the universe and try and emotionally fix you. Uh, and I don't even know how to properly do that because I don't understand how you heard. I'll go and figure that out mm. on the way. Like that's a that's a really really good Samaritan. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. he's very selfless. <laughs> you know, I mean, he could have picked him up and taken him. Well, look, yeah. back, yeah. maybe he's just bored. I mean, he's sitting there as a crystal the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like a genie. Look, I need to do shit. Like, <laughs> do you I'm know what it's like? Petrify here, bro. Like, I need to move. I got arms. I got legs. I got this blonde yeah. chick who keeps throwing me sexy eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going. Now, this is gonna get me. But real I'm gonna big. go for the. Ugly blonde chick instead. <laughs> oh my god! Sense. Okay, so I have a picture I need to show you guys. <laughs> Version of a bushy. Uh, cut towards the end when O'Neill is hugging his wife, and there's a shot. Have you got it there, Mitch? To show the boys. Um, and I swear to God, it looks like Richard Dean Anderson. We'll put it up on uh, Instagram. So if you're listening to this episode, go to our Instagram page, and you can um, you can see the picture, so you know what we're talking about. His wife from behind looks like James Spader from the film. <laughs> it looks like Richard Dean his Anderson. <laughs> Is hugging James Spader. Maybe they did that as paying homage. <laughs> Check this out. Look at, as well look as the chicken. James, look at that. Like, is that a James Spader mullet or what? <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a cameo. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the, more you th- the more you look at it. Yeah. It yeah. does so much look like yeah. <laughs> I love you, Daniel. <laughs> Thanks for the TV show. Hold me. It definitely showed a different side of their relationship to what we've been told. Because you've seen in the movie, uh, the two uh, military guys show up to bring Kurt Russell's O'Neill into the uh, Stargate program to go to Abydos. And you see uh, Sarah. I don't even think she was named in that film. And she's just sitting at the sink having a durry going he's upstairs yeah that's right that Mm. was it like she didn't clearly there's some tension going on between those two and then the first episode given up smoking yes yes, they have (laughs) (laughs) he he smoked like a champion in the movie oh yeah he did (laughs) he's making kids smoke (laughs) 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 but then we find out in uh episode one i think it was that i think daniel might have asked him he's like oh you know how you know how's your wife or how how's home life or something and he's like oh no i got home from abydos a year ago and she'd left me and i was like oh okay so you guys are really drifting apart you went off to another planet you didn't tell her that obviously you've come back and she's just taken but her Carter opportunity didn't to leave. hear that because she had no idea yeah, in yeah. the locker room right yeah. Cause yeah. she's like yeah. oh that's your family well it wasn't female time for the locker room yet that's so true. she could she probably could <laughs> go in there she definitely wouldn't be eavesdropping or anything like that so but then in this episode we find out that like she's she clearly didn't leave him because she's in the same house he, like he he left he, yeah I think she his, said uh, that too he left me away yeah I mean, his the telescope the woman always keeps the house in a divorce <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, he can just find a house on another planet. It's, it's a good <laughs> Well, I know he got to have that cool house where he can have his telescope on the roof, on the roof yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. A little tree yeah, house tree with house. beers and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A bar fridge up there. Just, got, that'd be funny. That is his address. Yeah. It's just a tree house. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know, though. Yeah. Like, she thought, well, I wonder where he's living. It's, I'm in the backyard. <laughs> got binoculars at night looking in the house. Yeah. And I kind of like you know, when he comes up and he's, in, you know, obviously faux uh, O'Neill, and he comes up and he's delivering his weird line she's like why can't you just say that i just did and uh, then she like runs because he starts talking about uh, charlie where's charlie where's charlie she's like stop you're an idiot is this a joke and i'm like oh, yeah. even if he's a little bit delusional or drunk whatever he's here do you really think that he would make that yeah. statement as yeah. a joke and then the father-in-law comes out 
and you're expecting him to be the cliche guy like, you stay away from my daughter, you've broken her heart. And he's like, come on, get inside, I'll yeah. make you a cup of <laughs> yeah, tea. Yeah, but I mean, for a, for a crystal who's only just learning how to be human and speak language, he's got some good skills. Son, if upsetting her is your way of trying to win a woman's heart, it's a stupid one. Anyone ever tell you that? I think you just did. <laughs> what did you add at the end? <laughs> Is that Family Guy? That, that no, was, that's, that's that how, was Tilk. That's the episode. I didn't. That was, that was the crystal. I didn't, I, didn't alter that, I didn't alter that audio at all. It may be Ashton Kutcher from the '70s show. I just it. popped in to say hello. When I first heard that, it sounded like an, an unheard bit from Christian Bale's rant on Terminator Salvation. I think you just did. Yeah. It's got a little bit of bailism about it. Really nice. Without the candle after yeah. in the background. <laughs> no, that was that was the DOP really trying to piss yeah. him off. Yeah. How cool would SG One be with just like candle after after yeah. everything? It'd be brilliant. There should, have been, yeah. there should have been like an anniversary episode that, that did that. You do indeed. <laughs> what pissed me minutes. off a lot was when they knew um, that there was a second O'Neill. And they took their sweet time going to look for him. Like, <laughs> as soon as they worked out, okay, this is the real O'Neill, let's send out a team or someone to go out and find the other one because he's an imposter. Yeah, well, they, they go, yeah, he's not on the base. And it took like, them 20 minutes yeah. to figure that Tilt out. Tilt could like, have told you that yeah. immediately. <laughs> I was waiting for Tilt just to be an arse and go, oh, no, he left yesterday. It's, it's like, yeah. so why didn't you tell us? You never asked me. It's, yeah. 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 it's a military installation. Before. Couldn't they just check with the guys at the, the front, logs? The yeah. front yeah. gate? Yeah. Not yeah. only yeah. is it a military installation, it is the most secure military yeah. installation yeah. in the world, housing you, the biggest secret of all time. You have to yeah. take two lifts. You have to get a, you have to get a lift from level 28 up to like sub-level 14, yeah. then change lifts <laughs> to go from sub-level 14 <laughs> up to the I mean, I mean, it does seem like their security is a little bit, uh, let's say, on the budget side. I mean, uh, there is an episode that we will visit in a little bit, which uh, deals with an ashrack, and it just has them walking down a hallway through one metal detector with a guard that's sitting at his f-ing desk, almost like reading a <laughs> yeah, magazine. But I mean, it's like you guys really need to up your game here. <laughs> no, you, know no, you know why? You know why the security guard that. was missing? They crossed universes. It was Christian Slater. He went across the road to get some orange shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they... <laughs> and then how O'Neill got to his old house wow. was taking a little buggy. Lincoln really liked that one. <laughs> no, I mean, O'Neill had to get past that big three-foot, you know, concrete door that they keep swinging closed yeah. every time they go Yeah, the door of the soundstage. Stage. I yeah. mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's reuse that again. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I just think I they really that. need to establish a clear line of communication yeah. <laughs> yeah. between the general and the receptionist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I mean, they're still set up the universe because I did notice uh, when... When um when Jack is like the real Jack, obviously wakes up and he comes back, the, uh, the technician says, or, or it might have been Hammond says it, they're receiving O'Neill's uh, authorization codes before yeah. the gate's actually active yet. Yeah, <laughs> so I, just yep. just little things like yeah. that. Oh, was it? Like, things I thought they, it was they, open. And they're going, what's going? Why isn't out, the Irish? He said, no, why was, isn't the Irish shut? No, it was still dialing. They so work was, out the kinks in the first series. Yeah. They did that a few times. It'd be like you're receiving SG on IDC, and then you hear like three chevrons later. Yeah, really. Yeah, wow. so it's like new time it? subspace like technology message? already. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. obviously no showrunner, just like or script supervisor. Well, there was, just going, there was oh, actually executive story editor Robert C. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly, uh, uh, Ken Garotti was just like, that's you, Cooper. You know, reminds, you know, in my big fat Greek wedding, and the, the grandfather's like, nope. Give me. No, I, no, he's I like, haven't seen like, it on <laughs> heterosexual. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Roseanne. 
Is no, Caroline damn. in the f***ing city? <laughs> but there's... Oh. Okay, Give him a break, guys. He's a Vala fan. <laughs> <laughs> there's the line... The grandfather says, Give me any word and I will tell you how its origin is Greek. It's like Brendan's like, Give me any problem with Stargate you have yeah. and I will tell you why it's Robert C. Cooper's fault. <laughs> Give me oh, a problem with any TV show or media form at all and I'll tell you how it's yeah. Robert C. Cooper's fault. <laughs> Just strapping things. And then it goes off and they have to follow... Well, like you said, we're, we're looking for O'Neill, so they've think they've found him. He, they're going after Sarah or whatever. And then Hammond goes, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you go, Tilk, here's this. He just happens to have a Chicago <laughs> hat in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> You're carrying that around for how long, Hammond? I mean, that's just just awesome. in Just in case Tilk needs to go off world and then... Yeah, just happens. like, you couldn't have given me that three months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't but, seen daylight on this planet, mofo. Like, come on. Chicago, the Windy City. Of the Blackhawks, the Bulls, and the White Sox. Forget the Cubs. <laughs> to drive by by O'Neill. Yeah, he, his um, his wife's probably going to be murdered by a crystal-like alien, but he's like, don't forget the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that we didn't see the the immediate sort of uh, reaction that she had. Uh, you know, obviously when it went to ad break or something, but when Faux Neil, as far as she's concerned, real O'Neill. Um, falls onto the ground and starts like pulsating lightning and electricity. And she's like, hmm, that's peculiar. Um, <laughs> like we don't see what immediately she does when she calls the hospital. What's wrong? Um, how do I explain it? He's, he's electric. kind of generating energy. <laughs> um, you know, and then in the hospital when he's falling on the ground, like the, the electricity, the hospital was like going haywire yeah. and he's sitting there just pulsating Peter Petrelli style at the end of Hero Season 1. You're like, he's going to he's gonna explode. He's getting radioactive or whatever. And I'm thinking, this is turning into... That's X- the radiation. That's yeah. <laughs> this is a bit X-Files in a way. It's like, quite clear, this isn't a show yet that's talking about like secret government cover-ups and really there should be because there's an alien walking around in a Chicago Cubs yeah. hat uh, and they're holding, <laughs> you know, a wormhole teleportation device underneath a mountain. But um, obviously, once that's the first public thing that's we've seen in this show that's actually happened in front of the general populace in America. Surely, well, we don't see the after effects of that where the mm. hospital stuff like, wasn't there a guy like... <laughs> Everyone in the ICU is dead. Yeah. <laughs> we had the no. army here last night. Like, How do you these... cover that yeah, up? Like, yeah. We've got security cameras, man. That guy was like... he this was pre-social media. He was becoming... Yeah, it is. Totally. He was like pre-Jamie Fox Electro. Thank God, not so bad. But just on the ground, just like generating, just pulsing like... And oh, no, it's fine. The episode's ended because O'Neill needed closure. And I'm like, but what about those guys? Like, you know, yeah. we don't That's see the... where su- the budget from the gym... Goes to covering up <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, here's you know? twenty bucks. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, like, <laughs> was just excited to get off base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was really itching. For he that. did. Um, based on his research, he Trip did have something Mickey to. Dees. He did have something to say about um about his thoughts on on planet Earth. Tilk, we need your help. Your world is a strange place. So's yours. <laughs> Thank you, Ashton Kutcher, chiming in again. And that was great because he yeah, had a great setup to when he went to leave and he had his staff weapon. They're like, you can't take this. He's like, I have seen your world. I will need this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. Your world's a strange place. Like, dude, you put... Um, <laughs> You put snake-like creatures in other people's heads. On <laughs> yeah. I think we're doing you, it. Yeah, you, like, you like cut an emblem into your <laughs> forehead and yeah. filled it yeah. with yeah. gold. <laughs> what's, yeah, what's that on your head, bruh? Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. A mark of servitude. Yeah, in gold. <laughs> all you, yeah, all you've done is watch Wall Street on TV and seen how stockbrokers get angry before five o'clock. I think we're okay. You, so have, you have a vagina where your belly button's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mic drop. Boom! <laughs> Links, I don't know about you, but I live on Earth and I've put snake-like creatures in other people's heads before. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like we've <laughs> joked more in a review of an episode that is probably the most emotional and and trying yeah. to be heartfelt so far in the series. <laughs> yeah, and we don't like that. As we've got three of us on this side of the table are dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> but like such a, what a trippy sort of moment at the end where like he, you know, he is the, 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 the crystal turns into his son and they sort of have this moment and yeah, say, you up. can say goodbye and stuff. And, and he's, he's like, like dragging it out. It's like, oh, look at this shit, It was so Sarah. happy, wasn't it? <laughs> it's so you up. Yeah. <laughs> he was almost skipping Yellow Brick Road style yeah, yeah, towards totally. his ex-wife. She's like, "Oh, that's my dead son." And, I'm like, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Check this out. He used to look like me. What are you talking about? Nothing. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> what? Back to the Stargate? Shit. Do you, we need clearance for this yeah, bitch yeah. now? Like, <laughs> get Will Smith. Where's the neuralizer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was harsh when when he's like, "Oh, is is Sarah and you're still here?" I'm just like, "Oh, you can't do that. Bring yeah. out your yeah. dead kid to her. Like, yeah. she's not yeah. even over it that's yet." That's a real mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that's the, I think that's the bit that got me. I was like, "Oh, yeah." Not you cool, can't bro. Do that. Yeah. And then what does he do? Like when he walks back through the Stargate, and he's like, "You know, keep the lights off for me," which is cool. It's like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm just taking him back. I'm gonna have a, a, a moment to myself with my seemingly son. Say goodbye. Get some closure. Does he just go and like plant him, baby Groot style, back in the sand? He or just, he reverts back to a blue crystal and just sits on the planet by What's himself. I mean, like for what? Probably <laughs> yeah. just go bye and, and then go back through, and then he goes to the crystal. They didn't yeah. even bring the other like, crystals back as well. He's just like well, they were all the destroyed, kid. weren't they? Was there any others? Was that the only one that was intact? Was he like well, within a ten kilometer radius they, of the gate? Did they specify? They didn't really specify that, did they? Because obviously he's touched one, and it's it's become this entity. And they said it was a mass grave, and you're like, all right, so hang on. But that thing was the, the only like that was about two or three foot tall. All oh, the other, yeah, they actually yeah, said they go none of them mm, aren't broken or something. Yeah. They've all been bro- shattered. Well, here's and- an interesting point. So obviously they allude to the fact that obviously a gold has gone there, touched one, and gotten blasted back like yeah, O'Neill was. Yeah. So they've gone. Oh, we're gonna blow all these things up. Mm. How do they get them all to a mass grave then? If they've, if they've <laughs> gloves, <touched> them? <laughs> yeah, gloves, Jafar gloves, ribbon devices, ribbon devices. That was one thing that I was trying to figure out so i'm glad that you guys actually told me that because i didn't realize that was the only one still standing i saw that it was it was a lot bigger but i was wondering is that one of a lot of entities that are residing there or it was that the only one that survived this yeah is well, like crystal Holocaust, at the same so time what happened with the one that turned into daniel and, and eventually carter as well did mm. they like glue it back together or like did it yeah, was, that was, it, was one it that enough just emulated their faces and yeah. stuff like that and, yeah. but if they didn't find one that was unbroken then what was that? Mm. Oh, yeah. And it was really They lucky. shot it, yeah, and because then it like, still came yeah, to life after Yeah, because that. they're like, what are you? It's like energy, unity, all this kinds of stuff. And you're like, okay, so, yeah, what what, what exactly is going on here? Mm. They, and, didn't, they didn't explain that. And a la Jared Leto Suicide Squad starts, like when O'Neill gets hit by the blue shard, like by the crystal, he gets blown back into the only piece of sand that doesn't have big, yeah, 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 big yeah. blue shard crystals that would <laughs> yeah. have stabbed him in the spine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Well, that's just luck. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that's I just classic SG1 luck. You stuff like that, right, the whole yeah. thing falls apart. And can I just, can I just be so. Captain America in this and go, I don't understand that reference because I haven't seen the movie. So I'm like, I'm going to get the reference by the end of you explaining it, I imagine. Oh, that, 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 that does make Mitchell, sense. Yeah. you are a constant disappointment. <laughs> Four weeks and one day. Can since you hurry up screening. and get Roseanne so you can be less of a disappointment? <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for you, Mate, Netflix. I'd, I'd be happy if he'd get through 30 episodes of Firefly, but that's never going to happen. Ooh. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> you don't this know shit's going to have nuts in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> well, look, yeah, no, I thought it was a, a nice little sort of touching episode, the whole O'Neill personal sort of, you know, It, it did touch on how awesome RDH is as an actor mm. as well. Yeah. Like, you don't really put much chop into O'Neill, like, being a bit of a loose cannon and mm. a clown. Yeah. Whereas mm. you do see the two contrasts in this episode. Mm. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost like he he doesn't ever need to prove it again because he's done it this one time. You're like, well, he did it in the story that needed him to do it the most. Yeah. So, you know, it... it it's good. Like yeah. now we can move on and, and he can become whatever O'Neill he's going to become. Yeah. And for those that have has those of us that have seen it, he can become the O'Neill that we know and yeah. love. This is Richard Dean Anderson's emancipation episode. Don't <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the episode that needed to happen, so they can just move on. Mm. I think I said RDH. I meant RDA. That's all right. We got what you meant. Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I say it. Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> That'll do us get into gate episode six. That is cold Lazarus. Um, look, better than last week, yeah? Better than last oh, week? I, lo- I love that episode. Mate, I love cold Syphilis Lazarus. is better yeah, than last good. week. <laughs> and, you know, not to be a patronising... As Brendan said, but as a parent, I think it really hit us on another level. <laughs> You'll understand if you were a parent. Oh god! I, yeah. I respectfully disagree. Yeah. I actually would have taken the the blistering uh, planet dude over over this crystal episode. But, really? Uh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was you a... not like this. I I just wasn't. It just no. No, it was just too, too... It wasn't stargate enough. Yeah, 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 for, yeah that, you could not have said it better. It yeah. was just sort of the, the start, yep, cool, and then after that it kind of lost me, and I was like, ah, yeah, all right, go yourself. So I was just like, <laughs> you, know, I'll, you know, wake me up when when your emotional thing's dealt with, and then we'll go explore some <laughs> We'll go to the Knox yeah. planet. Well, yeah. I mean, Which I, mean, I can't wait to talk about! <laughs> I, don't, I don't need depth yeah. in this show. He's like... Yeah. I need science depth, like, yeah. not yeah. emotional depth. Well, to be fair, I mean, Sarah O'Neill must have heard you because she actually did f*** off, and she's never she's gone. That's she's it. gone. She's done. Yeah. Goodbye, goodnight. Well, when you're going to bring O'Neil. a... When you're going to bring a crystal... Ver- like life-sized version of your dead son and go, hey, do you want to say hello to him? Or do you just want me to f***ing go? But yeah. even it's before like, that, right? Nah, like, gonna, even gonna... Before, when he first walked into the hospital and she sees him, she's like, hang on, you're in the other room, like, pulsating yeah. with energy. And he's like, Sarah, oh my God. And he hugs her. He's like, are you all right? He goes, I want you to tell me all about it. Not now. But in a second, are you okay? Seriously, are you okay? Like, it wasn't like, I haven't seen you in a year and a half. Yeah. It was... Are you like, like he was? He was being just a nice bloke. It was like that nothing truly awful had happened between them two as a you know just husband and wife relationship. And then when she was talking to Foe O'Neill, she was there saying, "Are we going to get back together? I mean, what's going on here?" And then at the end, it was like we were great together, weren't we? We were the best. And then it's like, well, but we kind of understand why we can't be together. She's what? like, yeah. What? And then why? earlier, she's like, "Do you want us to get back together?" And I'm like, "Hey, well, Crystal." <laughs> Don't be making lifelong decisions yeah. like this. Yeah. All right, some bullshit. Yeah, that, she, she, go back and plant yourself in the sand. Yeah. He could have really messed up his shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go oh, back to okay. Earth and sell your house and get back together with your wife. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you was no, you we, didn't. I, I did. It, you know, I just managed to get a really good deal in a divorce settlement, and now you want to come in and bring this shit on me. Like you, you're living in a desert. Now you want to be relationship. Motherfucker, just get. 
<laughs> All right, get in the gate. That's episode six, Cold Lazarus. Uh, thank you for joining us. As always, uh, you can find us on socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, simply at Get Into Gates. You can shoot us an email if you want to uh, talk about uh, this episode, bring up some points that maybe we didn't, skimmed over or whatever, or post some questions ahead of next week's episode, The Knox. Simply gate at gmail.com. And uh, if you're not listening to us on one or the other, whatever it is, SoundCloud and iTunes, we are available on both, depending on your preferences. One uh, on both. Just compare and contrast. Who you knows? know what? At this early stage, we need the numbers. So by all means, <laughs> look, double hit the podcast. Look, if you're listening <laughs> on, the love. If you're listening on iTunes right now, there's a completely different recording oh, on yes. SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. And vice versa, if you're listening on SoundCloud. There's a yeah, there's a whatever you're listening to, the other one is a version where Lincoln hate, loved it and we all hated it. Mm. So um, <laughs> <laughs> And if there's and if there's Alternate one universe. one episode you want to hear about twice, it's called Lazarus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maddie, on the socials, where can we find you? Hi, pitch Maddie. Lincoln. Uh, Link Lewis. Link underscore Lewis. Thank you. <laughs> we you want to correct, all right? <laughs> Shit. You know what? Uh, Link Lewis getting more. Yeah. Like, who <laughs> that guy is. <laughs> I've, I've actually got that tag, actually. So sign that up. <laughs> I am uh, at the Flying Gibson. Just scraping the leftovers. Yeah. I'm at the Brendan Gibson. And Write I'm that down. at Mitch underscore Lewis. As always, just spread the love. It obviously is on the early days of Get Integrated. We've just done episode six, so we'll be here each and every week talking about an episode of the wonder that is Stargate SG-1. So uh, spread our love, share our posts. Spread and, your uh, legs. By all means, get in contact wow. with us and uh, love the world of Stargate. Basically, we'll be back next week talking about the Knox. <laughs> Get into geek.com.